Hello, word nerds. Welcome to my podcast called The Dictionary, the only podcast that is uh, some idiot reading the dictionary. Uh, you're so, giving yourself too much credit there, Spencer. Thank you. You are absolutely correct. That voice is David. You have heard him on, what, two episodes, I think? I think so, two, yeah. Two episodes a while back. Uh, I finally got him back in the studio to record some more. Uh, but After this is perilous the, begging. Yes, he was... Both of us, I think, at different times were like, hey, can I be on the podcast? Or, hey, can you record? And the timing never worked out. Uh, so we finally made it work. Um, this is the first one that he's going to be on with the new format with guests. Uh, you longtime listeners already know what that new format is, so let us get into it. Happy to be back, Spencer. Happy to have you. Um, you will make this much more interesting than just be my be me by myself. <laughs> uh, all right. Our first word is awash, A-W-A-S-H. Uh, every once in a while, I might ask you if you have a connection to this word, or uh, I didn't tell you this before, if you have something to say, Go ahead and interrupt me. I might be awash in joy for the day, right? That would be a problem. You act like it. you're always awash with joy. <laughs> um, this is an adjective from 1831. 1A, alternately covered and exposed by waves or tide. 1B, washing about. And a synonym for that one is afloat. We all float down here. 1C, Covered with water. Synonym is flooded. Two, filled, covered, or completely overrun as if by a flood. I sense a theme. We have an example. A movie awash in sentimentality. So it's really completely overrun. It's really the, the quick way to look at this. Yeah, thing. yeah, basically. With slight variations in each one. Um, all right, next we have the word away. It is, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, it's the first form of two. This one is an adverb from before the 12th century. One, on the way. Synonym is along, as in get away early. Get away early. That's a weird example. I don't yeah, know. It is. Something more like uh, Spencer's uh, intellect went away when he decided to do this podcast. Or it found its way. Oh, very good. Touche. <laughs> and you can put that mic just a little bit closer if you want. Oh, there's. The, oh, there how, it is. How's that? All right, much, we're going Barry White level now. Much right? better, and I'm going to lower this a tad. See, David has a wonderful voice. Uh, let's see, number oh, two you, for sir. yeah. Well, not not as good. Uh, number two from this or that place. That's fun. Um, as in, go away. <laughs> go from this or that place. Um, that reminded me of the Dr. Seuss book. Oh, the places you'll go. Although it didn't have the word away in it. So that doesn't make sense. 3A, in a secure place or manner. As in, locked away. Uh, where are we? 3B, in another direction. As in, look away. Or the balloon went up, up, and away. Yep, that's what it did. Um, let's see. Now we have number four. Out of existence to an end. As in, echoes dying away. That was very poetic. Echoes dying away. It sounds like a band. That would be a good band name. Uh, I don't call dibs on that, so if you want that band name, go ahead and take it. <laughs> uh, number five. From one's possession. As in, gave away a fortune. That's very generous of that person, I think. Uh, number six, steadily onward. And a synonym is, I don't think I've ever seen this form of this word, uninterruptedly. Uninterruptedly. That's a long adverb. 
uninterruptedly. Yeah. Wow. Sounds made up. It does. Uh, let's see. And we have an example. Clocks ticking away or clocks ticking uninterruptedly. Number seven, by a long distance or interval. Synonym is far, as in a way back in 1910. And that was 110 years ago. You can literally say a way back instead of way back? Sure. The dictionary says it's legal. That's that's the end all, right? It's the uh, word Bible, per se. It is. It's the word Bible. All right, now we have the second form of a way. It is an adjective from the 14th century. One, absent from a place. Synonym is gone, as in a way for the weekend. Spencer, do you ever kind of reflect on some of these words perhaps being spoken for the first time when a sound was first made? Have you come across any A's so far in your podcast where a a word really evokes a sound or a noise people make? that kind of is the the origin story to that word or do we get that specific in this um well it gives the year which is the first known usage in uh english um and it will also give the etymology which i'll often read which will give you the other languages that the word came from right uh which could uh, often is Latin or Greek, uh, right. Middle English, French. I've seen Portuguese right. and different things like that. Right. Uh, other than that, I mean, that's like the earliest sound right. that it gives. And if it doesn't tell me, I don't know. That, that, I mean, that, and it's interesting because the only word that I come up with that you've probably already covered is ah, A-H. Like, that's a word. Of course, the origin might have come from someone going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> And actually just blurting out a sound and then, you know, it just kind of sticks. Yeah. I mean, that gets into the whole creation of language in general. I mean, that and that's we're not delving. uh, Maybe that'll be my next podcast. We'll talk about language. You're going to have to pay me for the creative idea on that one. though. Um, If it makes money. That's right. And we have it recorded right here. So, yeah, I've got the proof, Spencer. I can delete the file. You can. (laughs) It's true. I have all the control. No, I wouldn't. I would give you uh, one-tenth of one percent. Thank you, sir. Um, All right. Number two, for away, which is an adjective, distant in space or time, as in a lake 10 miles away. Also as in the season is two months away. The season is, I guess um, people say that. Okay. The holiday season is two months away. What season are we talking about? Number three. Played on an opponent's grounds, as in home and away games. Did you play sports? I did play sports. I played football, um, and I actually was pretty good at football. I mean, I actually started all four years. Um, I was on the line. Um, that is the uh, offensive line and left guard. I could spring. A lot of people are like, oh, well, aren't you a receiver or a tight end? But um bum um, <laughs> just based on my height uh, and the fact that in CMSA, which is Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association, I did play organized flag football, which is a little more intense than just flag football. But I played that about 10 years ago and we won a championship here in Chicago. It's LGBT kind of LGBT community uh, sports. So it's, it's really that kayaking I did a, a bit. I think I played one or no, maybe three years in Little League, but quit when I hit a home run and forgot to touch first when I rounded the bases. <laughs> so stupid. And, and so I mistake. was called out. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they let a kid just right, do that? Right, Please. Yeah, I remember the ump was in my church. He didn't like me. He was three or four years older. I just could tell he didn't like me. 
basically. They had a kid ump, not an adult ump. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, or sorry, he was he must have been older. I, I I'm reflecting that it was around fourth or fifth grade, and I think he had just started high school. Mm. Um, so that obviously has burned into my uh, memory bank. Um, it was traumatic for you. It for was little traumatic. David. Yes, it was. I played CYO, Catholic Youth Organization basketball, and I was the only Protestant on our team. I don't think I shot. Did, wait, as well they as allowed the, Protestants other, in there? They, they did. They did. There weren't enough Catholics at the time to go for CYO. If you were a good Catholic basketball player, you played for the school. If you were a bad basketball player or non-Catholic that wanted to play and also bad or not so good, you'd play like I did. Uh, and so when you played kayaking, did you ever have any away games? <laughs> it's just so just the worst, Spencer. Let's go on. That was very incorrect. From that. <laughs> um, all right. And then the last definition for away, uh, which again is an adjective, is uh, about baseball. It just has the synonym out as in two away in the ninth. Uh, so if you've ever heard them say that, that's what they're talking Ooh, about. Awayness is a noun. And now we have an abbreviation. It is A-W-D, all lowercase, uh, and that stands for all-wheel drive. Next we have, <laughs> what's so funny about all-wheel drive? I love how random the dictionary is. Once you really get into it, right? you're like, you're yeah. telling me, right? <laughs> well, right, no, but I, I've had the same thought because you'll be reading a whole bunch of words that seem related, and then all of a sudden there's a word that co- seems to come out of nowhere, but it's not because it's alphabetical. Right. The book is written ABC Darian, which is a word I learned in one of my earliest episodes. One more quick question midstream. Yeah. Is there an an origin country that seems to be a vast majority so far in this early point of um, getting through A's? So not so much through. a country, but a language. Yeah. Um, it would be either Latin or Greek. Right. Uh, those it, 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 for for English words. Right. Right. Uh, the vast majority of them come from Latin or Greek. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and English is weird because it's partly a Romance language, which is where the Latin comes from, like Spanish, Italian, right. French. We I've right. talked about this with other people before. Um, and then I don't. I guess the other part comes from Greek, but I, right. I don't know. I, I have to learn a little bit more right. about that. But yeah, Latin and Greek are definitely the, the most. Um, speaking of, um, our next word is awe, A-W-E. Uh, this is the first form of two, and uh, I'm I'm sneaking ahead. Our etymology says it's from uh, Middle English, but there's a little bit more, which we'll get into. This is a noun from the 13th century. One, an emotion variously combining dread, veneration, and wonder that is inspired by authority or by the sacred or sublime, as in stood in awe of the king, also as in regard nature's wonders with awe. Or you can imagine somebody in the 1200s said, oh, I I was literally just going to say that that this is a perfect example of one of those where it makes a sound. You're 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 awed by something. Your mouth opens and you go, ah, whatever sound that comes up. That's 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 a word that seems like it has come from possibly a sound. Right. Right. Yeah, it is. It is a part of a word that I have overused in my life. Awesome. Awesome. As a as a Gen X freak, I mean, I say uh, awesome, excellent, excellent, you, awesome, and go back and forth between the two. It's also in w- another one of your favorite words, which I called out a number of episodes ago, auspices or oh. auspice, under the auspices of. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm <laughs> glad a, that you, that is awesome that you would bring that up. 
but it's right there at the beginning of the word, even though it's not spelled the same way. Um, <laughs> as long as I'm using it right. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I was going to say something else or going to ask. Um, oh, what was that phrase? Uh, oh, shock and awe. That was a phrase. That- shock and awe was originally, from what I remember, it was when we bombed. Uh, uh, was it when we bombed uh, Baghdad? Was wasn't it the wasn't it the kind of the Bush administration's like the second uh, cheer the second Bush yeah, yeah right the second Bush shock and awe yeah um, I, I don't remember the details because as I've mentioned I don't follow closely enough to politics but yeah it was around maybe two thousand or right. so Spencer let me tell you I am so old that they might be referring to the the Gulf War one the first did with, they use with that George phrase Bush. I believe they did well cause and I- maybe someone out there can can correct me if I'm wrong um or or support you know me with uh, more evidence as such I think I think it was used well since you are 40 years older than me that that's a joke by the way uh, since you are so much older than me, you would remember more from that first Gulf well, War. A youthful, eighty-five-year-old sounding. Guy, very right? youthful, very youthful. <laughs> Only a few uh, white hairs. Um, I, I don't specifically remember them saying shock and awe at that time, but I was also like ten or eleven. Yeah, right. Uh, but I do remember it at the, right. during the second Gulf War. Right. Uh, so, but again, right. We don't know nothing. For some reason I remember Rumsfeld saying it a lot. Much like when he was saying his, we know what we don't know, we don't know what we <laughs> right. don't know, and yeah. do know what we might not know. Anybody who lived through knowledge. that that second Gulf War absolutely probably remembers shock and awe. Right. Um, but Good we've, example. we've talked plenty about that. We are going to move on to the number two definition for the first form of the word awe, which is a noun. It is archaic, uh, or both definitions for two are archaic. First, we have 2A. Synonyms are dread and terror. Well, those are wrong then. If the definitions are archaic, I mean, then we've got to make a new definition here. It's just giving us all of the possibly used definitions for this word. Uh, People used to use it for dread and terror, but I guess they don't anymore. Uh, Let's see. 2B, the power to inspire dread. Good times. Hmm. Um, All right. The etymology says this is, as I said, Middle English from... The Old Norse, we don't usually see that one, uh, the word agi, A-G-I, I don't know how to pronounce that, and it is akin to the Old English word E-G-E, uh, E-G or E-G-E, or E-G-G-G-G? I don't know, that means awe, and it is also from the uh, Greek word achos, A-C-H-O-S, which means pain, like ow. That hurts. I have a pain. Well, there, here we go into origin of words like ouch. That has sure. to come from there. Sorry to skip ahead to the O's. No, no, no. That. But, but th- that I would, right? it doesn't say that that is here, but I absolutely would not be surprised if those are connected somehow. Right. Because don't you instinctually say ouch if, you, if you're hurt in the moment? And you're. It's almost like you're just, again, just saying a noise and it's actually turned into a word. Right. Uh, which I'm sure ouch is in here. But yeah, that's one of those that, that yeah, comes from just a, a guttural sound, a visceral sound. Right. And I'd be curious to know if other languages have a different word for ouch. Uh, but I don't know. Have to look into that. A good point. Also, I wanted to go back to something you had uh, described here. You described some of the words coming from Middle English. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, have you ever come across uh, beginning English or end English? Well, it'll it'll have um, well even in this one it's Middle English and then also Old English. That's that E G E word that was Old English. So what is Middle English? I don't know. Mean? You're asking the wrong person. Well, you were waiting it's just for me to ask, it's just right? different uh, like David, time. Don't ask that. Don't, please don't don't say it. <laughs> uh, they're just different times when English was used, and I think that there's our. Uh, there was a change Got it. in the language right. um, between Old English and Middle English. Something happened in the language, right. it changed or it right. evolved, and there was a specific point. And then I guess I don't know if there's a newer English that's not the one that we're speaking now, but that's after Middle English. Right. Or that's if, what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. What that all looks like. Maybe we can do some some uh, studying on that and come up with some answers on. Your, at least your next episode, because I'm surely not going to be on your next episode. Surely. You, you need to, you, you only, you know, you take me in spades here. <laughs> yeah, the people can only handle so much, David. I, this is true. <laughs> uh, no, we cannot do any more studying on that topic. That That is all we can say. Um, but I will say there are other ones that will also say like middle or old, like other right. like old Irish or right. oh there we old, go okay. old high then, German. You'll see right, that right, right, right. Yeah, the other languages have that same type of thing. Germans get stoned. Uh huh. Wow. This is a family friendly podcast. I didn't, this is. <laughs> um, all right, we are going to move on to the second form of awe. It is a transitive verb from the 13th century to inspire with awe, as in we were awed by the beauty of the mountains. Uh, yeah, that uh, I have absolutely been awed by the beauty of mountains and landscapes like Iceland and New Zealand, and it's just insanely beautiful. It's really hard when you're driving uh, because you want to just stare at the landscape. Well, and you and here's the other part of that. I mean, really, I mean, think about this, Spencer. If you end up looking out your window and saying to your wife, "I am awed by that," she'll probably look at you like, "Oh, you're using that word on purpose," because nobody ever uses that now. Yeah, that she would be weirded out if I used the word awe. Have you been using uh, words uh, since that I've you, learned? Yeah, and and surprising people, and do they give you kind of quirky looks or? Um, not so. I won't really use them out of context, or or uh, basically, I'll I'll preface it by saying, "Here's a word I learned right. <laughs> while reading the dictionary," right. or I'll say the word, and then I'll say, "That's a word I recently learned in the dictionary." Nice. Um, okay. Next we have... Do you consider that cheating, Spencer? Cheating? Well, yeah, not everybody has a dictionary that they go to for Everybody the has, an ac- has access to a dictionary. There's a big difference between access and use. Well... I mean, you have full-on use here. Yeah. Well, you know, if they choose not to look at their dictionary, uh, which is available everywhere, then that's their fault. I'd be in awe of their decision not to. Me too. Um, all right. You know, but I think that they, instead of looking it up themselves, they should just listen to this podcast. Oh, there you go. Good, good. That's good self-promotion. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next, we have a weary. Uh, It's the word weary with an A at the beginning. It is an adjective from 1537. It is archaic, and it means being weary. Sure is archaic. I've never heard it. A weary? A weary. what? It's like a flame. Um, next, we have a weather. So again, it's the word weather, but with an A at the beginning. It is an adverb from 1599, on or toward the weather or windward, windward side. And then it says compared to the word alley or alley, A-L-E-E. Are you familiar with that word? Not at all. Yeah, I must have read it a long time ago, but I don't remember what it means. Um, next, we have a wed, A-W-E-D. It is an adjective from 1592. 
and it means showing awe, as in a wed respect. Why did they not put uh, archaic or obsolete on this one? Because do people still use this word? Yeah, well, that that brings up another question, Spencer. But percentage-wise, how many of these uh, words do you think that you've covered since you started A are actually used? I mean, do you have a a running total in your head that's kind of an average percentage? Or? I should, you know what, maybe when I get to the Bs, I'll, I'll start that. <laughs> um, I, I would say, um, in terms of my familiarity with the words, maybe even probably less than 50%. Right. I'm, right. I'm familiar with. Right. Um, but now the uh, the analytical side of me wants to now do that. So thank you for that suggestion. I'm glad to, for you to back pocket that. Whether or not I do it is another question. Um, all Isn't right, that next the truth we, for all of us, Spencer? What's that? Isn't that the truth for all of us? Yeah. All right, next we have away. So uh, A-W-E-I-G-H. It is an adjective from 1670, raised just clear of the bottom. And it is used of an anchor. Anchor away. Um, and oh, I feel they've like... been spelling that wrong on every like playbill and every other thing that describes uh, anchor away. How are they spelling it? A-W-A-Y. Yeah, I've never seen anchors away written. Anchors away, A-W-E-I-G-H. Well, maybe if it's like for that, because is there a show called Anchors Away or a song or something like that? I just have seen that yeah. over and I'm so old, I've seen that everywhere and anywhere. Maybe they were, maybe they, that was a, a purposeful misspelling. I don't know. There's no way. You you can't tell me you've seen away spelled like sure. way. Yeah. You've seen A-W-E-I-G-H yeah. in general in I public? I think so, yeah. Oh, I must be living in a cave. Well, you or can downtown add, Chicago. You can add this one to the list of words that you are not familiar with. <laughs> it's, it's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, all right. Next, we have aweless. So it's one word, A-W-E-L-E-S-S. Uh, and it could also be spelled without the E. So A-W-L-E-S-S. Uh, this is an adjective from the 14th century. I think we can guess what this probably means. Number one, feeling no awe. Number two is obsolete inspiring no awe see the problem here though is the word awful is bad so you'd automatically assume awless should mean joyful great wonderful right you know that is a very good point the awful is actually the first word of our next episode but there is no e it's not a w e f u l it's just a w f u l so i wonder if there's something going on there right because i was gonna say you want to maybe leave uh sort of a a dangling carrot for your listeners to to think about yeah. the word awful. And yeah. How that... Well, no, you're right because usually if something if the full suffix is there, it's right. like oh, you'd think it's full. Like a non-English right. speaker would say, oh, awful means it's full of awe, which right. is a positive, right. usually positive thing. Right. But that is absolutely not what that word means. Yeah. Screw the suffix stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, I know this is family friendly, so you know I I, I won't uh, you know no more no more words like hi and such. Right, S- screw them. <laughs> um, but so yes, all less. But you know, good point. All less means no awe. And uh, oh, here's your favorite word, awesome. Uh, it is Ooh. an adjective from 1598. One wow. expressive of awe, as in awesome tribute. To a inspiring awe, as in an awesome task. 
to be. We just have these synonyms terrific and extraordinary, or as some people like to say, extraordinary. I'd like to go back to 1598 and say, totally awesome, dude, and see the looks I'd get. Oh, nobody would understand what you're saying. Uh, we have an example for this 2B one. It says, had... What's that? Par for the course. Par for the course, yes. Uh, had an awesome time. Awesomely is an adverb, and awesomeness is a noun. And this word has definitely... The, the definition has definitely changed uh, over the years, I'd say, in the last... 50 years or less right uh, right you know you, you'd look at your parents or your grandparents and they would use the word awesome but definitely different than what us young younger kids yeah i i saw my parents start using that word in the 80s just to sort of connect with us mm -hmm. because they were hearing it everywhere and anywhere i know when it became you... more of a slang word yeah oh, i mean awesome. it was very i think awesome in in my experience was sort of related to like tubular and like valley right. girl talk exactly in the early 80s. exactly me too that's when it just became the word awesome the use of it became unhinged in like 83 and onward and yeah it just i think it's still overused i i overuse it i think i overhear it too that's true that's true um but yeah when the older generations when they would use it it was literally something that inspires awe it, right. it's it right. you know that was that's how they said it right uh, so any of you young kids out there you you learn something all right are you ready for our last word for this episode our very long episode it is awe struck a w e s t r u c k um also awe stricken i've never heard that before um it is an adjective from 1634 and it means filled with awe i am awe stricken by how much we talked about these words. Um, so you have to pick a word of the episode. Uh, do you want me to read through them quickly to remind you what they were, or do you know what you like? Well, oh boy, that's that's uh, that's a tough one. Okay, um, let's go back to awesome. That's your word? That's my word. I kind of figured you might pick that one. Um, all right. Well, that is the end of this episode. Thank you to David for being my guest. I like this new format. It's much more conversational and fun. And uh, David, do you have any connection to January 10th, which is the day that this is airing? Uh, no uh, connection other than I hope I'm alive. In um, three days? Three days, yeah. yeah I think the chances are pretty good. Chances are pretty good. Pretty you good. Know, where's the wood in here? Knock on, I can't knock on your head, Spencer, so I'll just... Well, knock I'll knock on it for you. Th this has been very fun, and, you know, for you to kind of corral me and keep me at minimal commentary level is I really masterful. There's no corralling you uh, and how much you want to talk. If you want to hear... Somebody who talks a lot, though, go listen to the January 1st episode where my brother-in-law, Mark, was on. And uh, that man can talk, and I love listening to him. Uh, you, The two of you should get together and chat it out. Sounds like an awesome guy. He is, and so are you. And so are all of you listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, and until next time, this is uh, some dummy and David reading the dictionary. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>